Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. On the move. A lot of time. Directing traffic. Gonna go deep. Have a man deep. It is caught for the touchdown. Corey Davis. Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break. Flag go over the middle. It's caught. Touchdown. Garrett Wilson. Yes, sir. Let's go, man! <laughs> and now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and alongside me is Spencer Klein. And this is kind of like a, an emergency recording we weren't going to do another episode until our year-end evaluation with anthony but we're recording this wednesday night the news of mike lafleur has been circulating all morning all day he is officially parting ways with the jets what are your immediate thoughts spence yeah the immediate ones like it's 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 a firing we know they like to use fancy words, all these professional teams, when they just wanted to try to go smoothly publicly, simply. Uh, yeah, parting ways, sure. You want to say that? Go ahead. <laughs> clearly a firing. Clearly was a push from... I mean, we don't have to be in behind the scenes for this. I'm sure Sala wanted to retain him. It probably was pushed from Woody. Douglas, I don't know. I'll, I'll say question mark on that, but definitely a push from Woody and above. Well, he is above, so Woody and and, and clan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's for the how it probably went down piece. Now, the decision of it piece, where I'm, I'm a little conflicted on it, I think, still. I understand the firing, but it's all going to depend on the result. I think it's hard to have a full reaction until we know that aspect, because I, I I've been a I've, I've been Mike LaFour Hive, no doubt. I'm on the record on the pot. I, I do think he's solid. I do think he has potential. He he did well. All of a sudden, and you know, and for reasons that it, it changed the narrative, but all of a sudden it went from everyone can produce in his offense except Zach Wilson to you know four four to really four to six bad games down the stretch that cost him his job, which I get cost him the season. Like I get this the whole. I get the whole picture, but like I, I don't know, I I'm mixed on it right now. I I just don't think Michael Floor is bad. That's my ultimate statement. Well, someone had to be the scapegoat, and yeah. we knew we, we knew it was going to be Lafleur. Yeah. the The problem is there's no really good candidates to take over his spot that are realistic. Like Frank Reich's not going to come here. You're not going to get a good seasoned OC to come here when they know that their job's on the line for a year. It's basically going to be playoffs where everyone's fired. So yeah. and Let's cross all the veteran names off. That would be like at the top of the list right now. Yeah. Right, I agree. Not happening. Kingsbury? Not happening. Todd Monken from Georgia? Not happening. It's just going to be like a disappointing hire. It's going to be basically another rookie OC that's going to come. I think that's my expectation. 
whether I want that or not, let's make that clear. I, I think we both, and I'll, I'll let you confirm it from your end, but I think we both want a veteran play caller, but yeah, backers at hand, I, I don't see how you could ultimately sell one unless it's honestly, unless it's someone who's really near the end of their coaching career, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, you, I guess you could say that's both ways, but. It's and like Gary Kubiak's not, Gary Kubiak's not going to come out of retirement for this job. So we can cross that name off the list. It's basically going to be like if, if they're going to hire someone with one year of experience or no years of experience, you should have just kept LaFleur. Yeah. I don't, that's what, that's what I don't like about it. Like you, you're, I don't have the confidence that you're going to beat what you have in yeah. terms of the coaching talent. Yeah. Well, it's also tough because you can't fully blame LaFleur and the staff because the idea of bringing in someone like LaFleur who wasn't experienced and the idea of drafting Zach Wilson is that you had Greg Knapp with them. And unfortunately, he tragically died, so he was not on the staff, and I think that ruined a lot of plans. I feel like if I feel like the quarterback's coach is going to be a, a really big deal now, especially if you're going to have a young OC again. Like some of the guys that are listed, like Brian Johnson, for example, he's, what, 35, the QB coach of Philadelphia. Like I think they're going to hire someone like that. It's going to be someone with not a lot of experience again. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's going to be a risk, and it's not a risk that we all want them to take when this is a, a do or die season for the the staff and the front office. And another, I think a bad candidate. I think everyone would fume is Nathaniel Hackett, who has the connection to Salah. It it depends on you know the biggest domino <laughs> of that, and I know you you'll laugh right away at it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could promise me Aaron's coming, yes, Aaron Rodgers is coming with Nathaniel Hackett, you can get me on board. If not, then I won't be on board. I think that's a that's that's my take at this moment. But there is you know, there's a connection there. I know I, I know we're learning some stuff as quick as we can as this news really just came out about an hour an hour fifteen officially. So, yeah, I mean the 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 Jets beat was in disarray this morning from it. <laughs> That was, I mean, yeah, before I even touch on, well, the Hackett piece and then just the other comments on it, like, yeah, Sally do have some crossover from the Jaguar staff from uh, back in 2016 to 2018 range. So, like, you got to account for the connections there as well. But it, just to that piece about the reporting this morning on it, like, when it initially leaked from uh, the reporter Aaron Wilson, that, that was it. Like, whether it was, uh, initially, you know, th- that's called denied by the Jets beat. You you knew the writing was on the wall. Like it was just as as they did. They were gonna they wanted to tweak the PR <laughs> simply. It was, it was bad. It was bad damage control. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you knew that that was it. And also, like if you were to change your mind and keep him, then you're making it very awkward and weird at that point. It was it was over <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. And like also the wording that that Connor Hughes mentioned, which I, I really don't like at all. This I think I'm I'm quite annoyed at saying that ultimately the Jets wanted to keep the floor as the offensive coordinator, but there was interest from other teams, so they gave him the opportunity to go pursue those opportunities. That makes no sense. Literally makes zero sense. It, 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 like, 
that's that's off of management if that's real i think it's real i'm, I'm i don't know how i can give them the benefit of the doubt for that but i'm going to <laughs> if that's real okay then then i don't know what the hell they're doing decision wise like yes you don't want to hold a coach hostage but like then you just keep him <laughs> it's simple there yeah it's not like he was like getting demoted like if they were going to keep him as oc He's going to be an OC somewhere else. What's the difference? You're not holding a hostage. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, I, I think it's just Woody wanting a scapegoat and they're yeah. just praising it in a yeah. weird way. Not run it back. This is where it, it, it was very difficult and true. You did not run it back with the same group and you needed to, yeah, you needed to, to make a change somewhere and you knew it was going to be on this side of the ball. And- Probably with the top guy, whether again, whether I agree with it or not. So ultimately, what's going to happen now is the OC is going to be an overwhelming, not overwhelming. It's going to be an underwhelming pick. It's like, like we said, it's not going to be the vets. Don't get your hopes up. And I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but it's just, it's going to be stupid if it if it's a a rookie OC because if if the staff said as rookie staff members if they couldn't develop zach wilson what makes you think a rookie oc can well here i'm gonna jump right into well, that I'm gonna, they're, if they're hiring the oc with uh with the zach wilson factor involved they're already doing the process wrong i know i i realized that after i said that, <laughs> that, that was stupid really, i i did see a tweet about that right away after this all just just broke an hour ago like yeah that's involved in the process. The process is already incorrect. Yeah, yeah. I I regret saying that. That was stupid. No, it's it's fair. It, it's it's a bonus. Like, yeah, you want that. Like, let's rephrase it. We want it involved in the discussion, but it should not be, you know, top of the list of factors. Yeah, like you need someone who can develop a quarterback in some way. Like whoever they get. Like if they get Derek Carr, he's not going to be here forever. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be. And that's where, like, you still want a vet, but, like, you're not going to get those top vets. It's, it's tricky now, now that you actually made this decision. It's also tricky because we were talking about this before. They, they need to have their quarterback plan right now. Whoever they hire as OC needs to work with the quarterback that they're getting. Yeah. They, and they also need to have an OC before the quarterback comes, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it all essentially needs to, be, as you're saying, needs to be agreed upon before it's done. Like, you need to know plan A, B, or C is happening and no plan past that of <laughs> quarterback option and your, co- and your coordinator itself. Uh, everyone just needs to be on the same page and they have to know their decision right now, basically. They just put a lot more pressure on themselves. And there was already a ton of pressure, but now it's even more. Yeah. Look, this is why I would have. I think ultimately would have preferred the route of keeping the floor and you bringing in that just older assistant who could not like maybe I, I know she said wanted that to maybe become the play call, but like at least be a heavy voice in the floor's ear. Nothing would have been wrong with that. Yeah. And look, that's the actually I saw this in the last couple of days since we did the week 18 review. Like it's basically what they had last. Yes. Like the, the unfortunate situation of Greg Knapp, they did bring in um that offensive assistant, Matt Cavanaugh, who was with the team way back, I think even going back to the Sanchez years, if I recall correctly. I have to double-check that. 
but you have that on the staff. And then what I I think Connor Hughes reported this is that Sala wanted less voices in the room for 2022. So they just they didn't bring Kavanaugh back for another year. And I think he just ultimately, I don't believe he got another job. And then he just went back into kind of retirement. And obviously that was not the right move. Uh, putting less, co- whatever, less cooks in the kitchen. You want to use that line that people say. like Well, same thing with John Beck. Like you had an established veteran QB coach, basically QB mentor. Zach played really well when he was on the team. And then you don't bring him back and look what happens. The the way that the offensive staff has been created, I think, has been a mistake by Salah. And he can write it by getting a, a better offensive staff. But I guess we'll see. It was it was to me it was like a high upside swing, but if it were to win sour, which it obviously did, you got yep. yourself in an awkward situation that's looking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, like it, it was impossible. You like again the connection. I I know everyone knows by now, but he basically had to let go of his best man of his wedding. I mean, I think they're close to best friends. One of his boys' younger brothers. Like, who's comfortable doing that? Whether it's in sports or not, no one is. Well, I mean, that's what I said on the pod. I said Salah's knocking before. <laughs> I don't think it was a solid decision. But I think he had choice. Yeah, and look, I mean, do you think this? Here's a question I have: Like, do you think this changes the way Sal is going to coach this year? And like, what I mean by that is like, no, is he does. He's going to have a different feeling now. Like, his his main guy is basically out the door. No, fair. <laughs> I don't know, just a question that I'm thinking. Like, is, is why there... would it? Like, why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just the thought that I'm having. Like, all right, like he had his pick of the staff, it didn't work out. Now he's on, you know, ch- the you know, the leftovers or the newcomers, and I don't know. He's not gonna have the the honeymoon that he had before. Like, is he just gonna be maybe more in their ear and, and other things like that? What you think he'll be like more into the offense now? It's the thought I'm having. Yeah, like, with your job being closer to. Even though it's not his expertise, yeah, it's something I think about. I mean, he like every coach should always be focused on both sides. That's the that's the problem when you have coordinators; they only care about one side of the ball as a head coach, which sucks. Like Adam Gase never cared about the defense. Todd Bowles never cared about the offense. That's that's the problem when you have a good head coach; he cares about both sides of the ball evenly. Maybe Salah does that now. I I would like to see that. Yeah, I want some more involved into that. So I mean, well, I guess we'll see. I I have no response to that. <laughs> yeah, I it, it's a, <laughs> something I'm gonna keep an eye out on at least. Like I I'm curious to see if there's any. I don't know. It's a change there. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we have to at least mention some of the the names that have been. No, I know we already mentioned Nathaniel Hackett, but some of the other names by the you know the NFL reporting community that have been tossed out there. Uh you know, we'll give the credit to the Albert Breer treat from the NFL network. Mention a couple of names. Uh Darrow Bevel, current OC, excuse me, current passing game coordinator with the Dolphins, has a connection with Sala throughout their career. Uh you know what I remember for and I don't want to make it paint it negative already because I <laughs> cannot rule out his name, but He's the OC who 
was the Seahawks offensive coordinator when the Seahawks blew the Super Bowl on the one yard line. We'll never forget him for that. <laughs> uh, he also mentioned in his tweet Brian Johnson and Kevin Petullo, both on the offensive staff of the Eagles, and Pep Hamilton. And I believe you you mentioned he's with the Panthers at this moment. Sorry, excuse me, with the Texans this past season. Pretty sure, yeah, yeah. And obviously, he's a, like you don't have to poach him; he'll be available. His the staff is going to be gone there. Uh, yeah. This I know this name I saw earlier in the day, but. Like yes, Gary Kubiak's not coming back, but his son is in the league. Works with the, I mean, again, a staff that just is is going to be leaving as well. Clint Kubiak, uh, he was with the Vikings before. I'll give him a little, I'll pump him up a little bit. I, I don't mind someone who worked with an, an offense that's performed prior. Well, obviously the one this year we're not going to talk about in in Denver. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, those are the initial names that um I think we've seen off the bat. I was like, like, because to me, the other ones are just unrealistic that we started off with, right? Monk and and, uh, and Cliff Kingsbury. Well, that's the problem. Everyone got their hopes up and assumed it was going to be one of those guys. So that's why I'm, I'm saying the, the hire is going to be underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do a real good pitch to whoever it's going to be. Oh, and one other name. I know I'm, I'm bouncing back and forth. Like, I believe he's under contract with the Raiders, but. You know, with all the car rumors now, uh, Greg Olson, their current offensive coordinator, you have to account for him. Well, I also think if they're smart, they'll get someone with experience. Daryl Bevel has been an offense coordinator for four different teams. I'm looking at the tweet by Jake Asman. And, I mean, Miami's passing offense was really, really good. He was the quarterback's coach in Miami slash passing game coordinator. You could do worse than him. I, I was going to say my current prediction, I know I was going to ask this at the end, but I think it's, it's coming up now. That's going to be my answer. I think the factors kind of would lead. If, if it, I know we, we're already saying going to be a young coordinator, but if you're going to get the one older coordinator who's like not great but not bad and who has a connection, there's your guy. He he's my front runner right now, and I I, I have to find. Yeah, I mean it, it's it would just be a fine hire. Yeah, I it, we're not going to be thrilled. There's a chance we're fuming. We'll not rule that out. There's a chance we're just like, yeah. eh. It's <laughs> also that between the fuming and and fine. I'm I'm looking at a tweet right now from Dennis Wazak Jr. Since. Brian Schottenheimer left in 2011. The Jets have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven offensive coordinators. No one has lasted more than two years. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and that's with what three or four head coaches. Yeah, bad, <laughs> simply bad. But so, like, my pitch, it's you go ahead. It's just going to be like, it's a really, really important hire. And if they screw it up, then like they know that if they screw it up, they're done. Yeah, this this is going to determine where the staff and front office, where their careers go. So they, they better get this damn right. But I want this court, or, you go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I mean, if, I'm in next to coordinator. 
basically. <laughs> if if they don't get if they don't get it right, they're all getting fired this year, next year. So this is uh, it's tough because like who wants to be an offense coordinator for one year, like when they know their job's on the line? That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, there's so hard much sell. pressure, so much pressure and everything right now. Yeah, it's a hard sell, but it's, I'll, I'll try to pitch it like. Whoever this coordinator turns out to be, you're coming into a situation that at least has, you, you will have Garrett Wilson, you will have Elijah Moore, you're going to have a returning AVT, you're going to have mm-hmm. a returning Reese Hall, you're going to have a possibly returning Mikai Becton, uh, you're going to have a new quarterback coming in. We'll see if that's a, we'll see who that's to be, but you have a, be involved with that decision. And you have another side of the ball that's going to support you. A great defense. If you pay, if you frame it that way, and I know we're not, that's without accounting for the results that occurred. Is it that bad at the same time? It depends on how confident the offensive coordinator would be. Correct. So they could use that sales pitch. I grant permission for them to, to frame it that way. <laughs> and Just go, get your royalties. I'm in. Yes. Just give, just let me have a conversation. Get my voice in the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, in reality, if you think of it that way, like you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be hiring someone who we're going to be fuming talking about when the hire ultimately happens. That's that's my other take as well. Here's a fuming one. Actually, would you be fuming? No connection. It's just a funny one. Your boy Jim Caldwell. Like he just hasn't been involved. I feel like. <laughs> when was the last team he even like had a coordinator role? Is it is it, is it really back to the Colts? I, I seriously don't remember. I I have no oh, idea. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. He was with the Lions after. I I totally going way back. No, but he was the head coach of the Lions, not a coordinator, right? Right. I mean, like, is is that his last role within the league? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he was fired from Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, also, it's like you could also make the, there's a lot of cases you can make. You can make the case that's the same with Chan Gailey. You pulled him back. I know we're really going back to about seven years ago. Yeah, pulled him back, and they had one of the best. I mean, the best offensive season in this drought, in this playoff drought. So, I don't know if I'd fume. How's that? That's my ultimate statement there. Definitely not at the top of my list, but I don't think I would fume overall. Who's the one guy that would make you fume? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I I, I think I, I think I got to evaluate more names now. I have to come back to you on that one. Like, who's? I mean, do you have an answer for yourself off the bat? I was gonna say Adam Gase, but I don't think he's like <laughs> a realistic option. <laughs> no, I can't even comment to that. That that would truly <laughs> blow me away more than anything I could possibly imagine. No, no, they wouldn't. I think at the moment I I just don't have a perfect answer. Like, like you're not gonna go just hire Matt Patricia from. <laughs> All right, here's the let me Jojo. I I do have an answer. I don't think it's happening either. If they were to hire Ben McAdoo, I'm, oh yes, I'm, there's there's the answer. Yeah, because I'm trying to think what staff is just getting let go from a fired coach. And who are those OCs? That's the one that just popped into my head. That that has to be the answer right now. Yeah. And look, is that is that a point against Nathaniel Hackett? Arguably, yes, <laughs> as well. He also because McAdoo came from Green Bay. Don't forget, like, even before the Giants job. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm up Hackett if he were to come with Rodgers, but 
Who knows? And you know, you know, I have to plug my 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 I'm coach, my boy. I would not be fuming at Matt Nagy. I don't think it's happening either, but I would not be fuming. I'll say that. I I would either. I I would not be happy. I'm I'm looking at the at the guys who've just been fired mm-hmm. to speak. I would not be happy with the Titans' offensive coordinator who was just fired. Todd. Oh, yeah, uh, I'll co-sign that. I agree. That that that'd be stale and boring to me. And their their offense was horrible. I'm just yeah. looking up like guys who are uh, like experienced play call callers and who have gone fired. What about uh, Matt Rule? No, you can't. He's with Nebraska, <laughs> so he's oh, definitely yeah. crossed off. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, yeah, there's not many, like, wow options. Like, you're not going to get anyone like that. I I don't think there's truly not a name that's going to be a wow option. I'm just trying to think of one that we're going to, like, like, we really, you know, tip our cap to them. The only one that would be would be Frank Reich. I was saying, like, if, if they're able to convince one of those more established former head coaches slash former coordinators, and you know, we'll give them their credit. I, I just can't see them getting that pitch done. So, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, this name, I, I have to do a little more homework on because I saw it today. I believe it was today the, the commanders fired Scott Turner. He's not. He's not horrible. I was going to say, I don't know much about him. I'm definitely going to look him up. After, but some initial reaction I saw, which is kind of equivalent to some of to some of the Jeff reaction, is that like it wasn't all him. It was the situation again. So like, I, I think you ha- have to uh, at least put him on the list. Like, you, you're not going to rule it out. How about these two out of retirement? Norv Turner, Kim Weisenhut. <laughs> The turn one, I, I don't. I, his, when was he last involved with football? Actually, wasn't he with the, the? Excuse me, let me take that back. Chargers. Wasn't he with the? No, he didn't. He go to the the Vikings after that, couple for a few years. Oh, oh, he did. I I remember he was with the and, Yeah, let me look because, that one up as we're talking. Because we we were talking about him for head coach job, for instead of Gase. Yeah, I mean with Norris Hearn, I just looked it up. I, actually. I can't believe it's been that long since he was the Chargers head coach. He actually held an OC role, the Browns and the Vikings and the Panthers within the last 10 years. But he's been out of coaching also as well since 2019. I don't know. I don't know if I could be sold on that. Now, now the Ken Wisenhunt one, like, he's he's active somewhere. Where Where is he right now? He's a Penn State offensive analyst. Oh, interesting, interesting. I didn't I didn't even know he was still involved. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm looking at lists now. Honestly, that's 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 not a bad option. I, I won't lie. All right, here's here's a fun one. <laughs> this would actually be a fuming one for me. Jay Gruden. Yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> um Anthony Lynn. Yeah, like honestly, I, I don't think Anthony Lynn is the worst. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. Like I agree. Former Jet coach as well was on uh, uh running back. Yeah, yep. was on running staff. It might not have been the best head coach. That's okay. But like he's he's reestablished himself, I would say, as you know, as a decent coach through oh, I would say. Like he's in San Francisco now. Yeah, he continually gets roles. I don't think he's he I don't think he would be the worst. 
I I like uh, Jim Bob Cooter, Jaguars passing game coordinator. Wasn't he with the Jets on the the gay staff? Uh, maybe. I know he was with Detroit too. He might have been the running backs coach for Gase, actually. Yeah, I think he was. Yep, he was. You're spot on. He was the running backs coach with the Jets. I weird, weird, weird no. random, weird random knowledge I have. <laughs> hey, we all know our coaches here. <laughs> yeah, people who had their little times with the Jets. And then, um, what about Mike McCoy, Jaguars quarterback coach? Wasn't he an offensive coordinator somewhere before? Also- I think every decent offensive coordinator has like had a job with the Chargers. Itself. I was gonna say, yeah, he he was with North Turner or after North Turner. I'd have to double check. I don't yeah. remember the top of my head. But I mean, I really don't think it's gonna be any of these guys, though. I agree. I I, I do think you know we we highlighted. I think we highlighted fifteen names approximately now. Yeah, I I really do think the Darrow Bevel one. Makes the most sense. Yeah, I and really, I'd I'd put him as him as the front runner. Yeah, I I agree. And and one other thing about this whole thing that we didn't mention, and then I think we can wrap it up. Why is Makai Becton liking the tweets about Lafleur being fired? I I had to laugh at that one today. Literally, for him on the field, he hasn't played in two years, and (laughs) your the audacity to like those tweets. Get out of here. That one was truly funny. Had not played. One snap on a regular season game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, before we wrap, though, another name has, you know, he's kind of a failed one, but it was a hot candidate about a year or two ago. Currently with Buffalo, quarterback coach Joe Brady. What do you think about that one? I, I was going to bring him up, but. He he was so bad in Carolina, I I don't think so. Yeah, I was just saying. I think like his his peak of of being the hot candidate is probably in the rearview mirror right now. Because he, I mean, he was not a good OC there. No, he wasn't. I we mean, just we just thought he would be good because he was at LSU. Yeah, I mean, it's he's kind of like it's like Zach Taylor new show on McFay, so he got the Bengals job. I kind of think of Joe Brady in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Zach Taylor, you know, we'll give him his credit now, is solid. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I still don't think he's good, Coach Zach Taylor. He's 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 the well, whatever. We'll say we'll do the, we'll do the Zach Taylor podcast next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. But I think more of the story. There are a lot of names here. Very easy to be underwhelmed. Also, quite reasonable to just be, you know, as you said, fine and okay with it, and and not thrilled. Yeah, it, unless it's one of the like main guys that we've touched upon, I won't be extremely happy. Yeah, it'll just be like 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 a neutral, like okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sure as these next couple of days go, there's going to be more random names that just 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 pop up into the list. <laughs> That's just realistic. Yeah, what about like Jeff Fisher? <laughs> I can only laugh. <laughs> you love him as a head coach, though. Would be better than what we've seen in the last ten years, <laughs> eight and eight, or now nine and eight, eight and nine, technically from the seventeen games. Yeah, I, I guess. All right, well let's let's wrap up. I think that's enough uh, of offensive coordinator 
talk. We can only say so much. Uh, so thanks everyone for listening. You can we uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at the good, the bad, the Jets Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at good, bad, Jets Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter at bferrisverify. Yep, thank you, Brandon. As always, you can check me out on Twitter at sklein eight two four one zero three three, and on TikTok at nyjetssk824. You know, as I said on the last review pod, I was going to follow up and actually get the TikTok game back going, committing yes. to it. Oh, no. Full steam ahead. Ha- having fun with it this time. And They're we'll, back. We'll keep it going all off season to do. Actually, I'm doing right after this on the LaFleur fire. Good. Let's keep them going. All right. Well, with that, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And thanks for listening.